You're listening to Talking About the Blues Talk Radio, streaming live on MDO Radio Blues. What's going on? What's going on? How you doing, blues people? This is Jack Dapper, Lamont Jack Dapper Pearly, and this is the premiere of Talking About the Blues on WFDUHD2. And we will be here every Wednesday from 5 to 6, followed by, yes, you know, Jack Dapper Blues. So on this premiere show, I have a very special guest. This young brother is, I think, the present of the blues. Some say the future of the blues. You know what I'm saying? But he's definitely, definitely, definitely keeping that baton. Because if you heard, when you hear him play, if you haven't already, you know what I'm talking about. John Tavius Willis, what's going on, my brother? Nothing much. How's it going? How's it going? Man, we bluesing, baby. We bluesing right here. Now, <laughs> you and I speak often off the air, and I thought it was imperative for the blues community as well as for blues music culture and history for us to do this particular show. And the topic today, we're going to be discussing blues from a regional standpoint. Most people believe some of these styles that we hear they were, you know, Delta Blues, Piedmont Blues, Bentonia Blues. They don't, they don't equate it to the region these musicians are from. And you're, you're, and correct me if I'm wrong. You're a firm believer that it's more regional than anything else. Yes. Well, uh, I feel, I feel that. Um the the region yes it, it, if if you are a player from the region then that makes you a player because once you get into uh, you know being particular about the style uh, we'll we'll talk about how how you can really go astray that way dig it so let's you you're from the Piedmont area you're from Georgia I show nothing else <laughs> so you'd be considered a Piedmont player I would be considered a Piedmont player oh, okay so. For for those that are unfamiliar with Piedmont Blues, I'm just going to give a quick uh, description of it, uh, and then we're going to go into it. The Piedmont Blues, also known as Piedmont Finger Style, which is where most people get uh, confused, but it's really known as the East Coast and Southeast Blues. It's a type of blues uh, uh, music categorized by a finger-picking method, but it's also out of the region of the Piedmont area. So now, with that being said, using Piedmont as the focal point, let's begin the discussion. Is Piedmont a finger-picking style of play, or is it based on the region? I would like you to explain to people this concept, please. Okay, I wouldn't say it would be based on the region. Um, simply because when we look at other um, blues styles, we don't base we don't too much base it on a technique because it can always be different. For example, um, if we say Texas blues, what does that mean? Because mm. you can have someone like Blind Lemon, and you can have somebody like Lightning Hawk. Right. You say when you say Texas blues. Same as uh, what do we say when we say uh, Delta Blues? 
um, you know, Sun House, and then you can have Freddie Spurrier, mm. Rude Lacey. See now, it, and and you know, that's what I say when you start to get to the point where you try to uh, go by technique, it really doesn't hold up. For example, um, some people say that Piedmont Blues would be alternating bass, but if you listen to Barbecue Bob. Um, he's not doing what would be typical Piedmont blues. Some people associate that with Delta blues. Mm. Okay, well, you know what? That's a great segue. Let's start the music off right now. We have a Barbecue Bob song called Atlanta Mo. Now, before we play the song, where Barbecue Bob from? Oh, he's he from, he from up, up there and around Atlanta, we should say. Uh, yes, sir. The, one of the kings of the 12th string. Mm, all right, now, let's let's give it a listen. And I want you, the listeners, to not just understand what we're saying, but listen to the song so you can hear what we're discussing. We're going into Barbecue Bob, Atlanta Moan. Nobody know that planner like I do. Oh, nobody know that planner like I do. But the reason I know it, I travel it through and through. Have you got a good woman? That's the lesson I give to you. Oh, if you got a woman, lesson I give to you. Don't you take it to Atlanta, the men will take away from you. Are oh, they taking my woman, hide me to the bone? Are oh, they taking my woman, hide me to the bone? That's the reason why you hear me cry and mourn. Taking one woman, believe me, I am true. Lord, I taking one woman, believe me, I am true. Just for what you do, coming home to you. Ah, oh, don't you hear that feeble whistle blow? Ah, oh, don't you hear that feeble whistle blow? And it blows just like it never blows before. That's all right, baby, but how you run around? Ah, oh, that's all right, baby, how you run around? But your heart attacks sorrow when Bob gets back to town.
If you take my woman, I won't get mad with you. If you take my woman, I won't get mad with you. Like you take her from me, somebody should take her from you. Barbecue Bob. You there, John Tavius? You there, brother? You there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Excuse me, a little technical difficulty. <laughs> now, you know, what was ironic to me is, again, he's a Piedmont blues player because of where he's from. That sound, someone would say that's Delta blues, though. Am, am I wrong? Yeah, they, 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 they would say if they didn't know where he was from. But uh, another thing that people have to take into consideration when saying things and thinking things like that, that the record company had a lot of push of how the artists uh, presented themselves. So maybe they didn't want Barbecue Bob to play other things. Because Barbecue Bob was a hot commodity in Atlanta. Mm. Uh, yeah, they wanted him to keep selling. That's the reason they built his brother like that and made his brother play in the style like him. And his brother being? His brother is Charlie Lincoln, also known as Laughing Charlie. Mm, and he passed uh, in the middle of the their 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 peak, correct? Well, yeah, uh, Barbecue Bob died in 31, if I'm not mistaken. 31 or 33, somewhere around that. Um, of uh, the flu and uh, tuberculosis, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Mm. Man, I'm sorry to hear that, but he left a, a, a long trail of music. So now, you mentioned the record industry because Barbecue Bob could be considered one of the first blues musicians that was given a gimmick, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. Because he own did he own the 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 restaurant? How did that come about? I just, uh, for all, for my knowledge, he just was a cook, and uh, he really cooked. And um, they just took their, they called the barbecue Bob and put some marketing with. He only got two known pictures, and one of them in his super, in his uh, you know little apron and his hat, and the other one is in in a nice little suit. But uh, they just used the marketing. But the same thing they did with Laughing Charlie. They called him Laughing Charlie, and in every, almost every record that he played in, no matter what it was about, he laughed. And, uh, I mean, so that, that's just marketing that is there. No, it definitely is. Now, there's another person that's connected with Barbecue Bob and Laughing Charlie. And there's a couple of people for that matter, right? Um, I don't know which one should we go into. There's, there's Buddy Moss and there's Curly Weaver. What's their connection? Okay, well, um, let's start with Curly Weaver. Curly Weaver's mother, Savannah Dip Weaver, taught Barbecue Bob and taught Charles Lincoln and taught Curly Weaver. But she taught them um, the claw hammer style of banjo. Uh, and they went on and she taught them good. So basically taught them the basics of the blues. And uh, so that what that comes from. So Curly Barbecue Bob and Charlie Lincoln all together. But I want to say that Curly Weaver was, you know, a little younger than them, but they, that's how they all got their start. And Buddy Moss was way younger than them. And uh, he was blowing harmonica uh, for Barbecue Bob when he had his group of cotton pickers. Um, and that's how he started out in, in, 20, in 29. 
<clears throat> okay, so now, again, speaking in terms of of Piedmont Blues, right? Because they said, now, now we have an understanding that Piedmont Blues was named after the Piedmont Plateau region, which is Richmond, Virginia, Atlanta, Georgia, and basically all of Georgia. Is this correct? Yeah, it's, it's a good good majority of Georgia um, is the Piedmont. Okay, so why don't why don't we go into first Curly Weaver, then we can go into Buddy Moss. Now, Curly Weaver was also known as Slim Gordon, or is that incorrect? Yeah, that's true. That's true. He he went on a, a couple of different names. Was there a reason behind that? Well, some artists, um, and this is saying a lot in the blues. You know, now today you can't do that because technology. But back then, if you record on another name, you can go record on another label, and you can make you some more money. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, at the time when the quote-unquote labels and folklorists were recording these musicians... They were thinking they were outsmarting the musicians, but the musicians had a little trick of their own. Is this what I'm hearing? That, that's all it is. That's, a, that's it. <laughs> all right. So with that, let's go into Curly Weaver, No No Blues. And we're going to follow that up with Buddy Moss, Broke Down Engine. We got some more Buddy Moss coming up later. All right. <laughs> I don't play 
yet to roll a dearly bacon, dearly bacon. I'm a stranger yet, yet come on this train. I'm a stranger yet, yet come on this train. I long to hear some gay comma, gay comma name. to my attention see and and this is the issue with uh these these so-called enthusiasts that or or better yet not enthusiasts collectors that are trying to make a quick buck off of the heritage now john tavis correct me if i'm wrong was that curly weaver or was that someone else 
That was Willie Baker. That was Willie Baker. Now, the song is listed under Curly Weaver. Yeah, that's the uh the the dead giveaway is Curly Weaver Yoda in all of his well, get the high pitch Yoda in all of his uh takes of the song. Kinda like the song he did, I asked for water and she brought me gasoline. Yep, just like that. But but only uh I I wanna say let me see. Uh, was it recorded before? I don't know. Yeah, they're around the same time. But yeah, it, it's like this. Hmm. Okay. 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 So now we. What I'll do is I'll try to get to play Curly Weaver before we finish. But prior to, I would like to switch off for a second. Now, the reason I want to switch off, because, again, the topic of this show is regional blues versus stylistic blues. And everything we heard pretty much sounds in the style of what people think, or let me rephrase it, not think, what they say is Delta blues. But these are all Piedmont players, and everybody we played, uh, I guess for the exception of the, the cat that's not Curly Weaver, was... Pretty much Piedmont players from Georgia. Well, the Baker was too. The one that played no no bleed, he, he a Piedmont player as well. Okay, okay. So all these cats was Piedmont. Now, I want to take it to Florida to a cat that I know you and I both appreciate very well, and Zora Neale Hurston appreciated because rumor on the street was she found him and a couple of brothers, but we're not going to play those brothers right now. We're just going to play him, Gabriel Brown. But before we play him, he's considered a Piedmont player, but he's in Florida. And to my understanding, Piedmont is part of the Piedmont Plateau region, which is Virginia and Georgia. So would Florida be considered part of that region? Is that southeastern? Well, see, it, the, I don't believe the plateau go down that far. But see, that's, that's just uh, someone labeling him that way. Because if you go, um, you can check a whole bunch of different, uh, people have different, you know, meanings or whatever. So they might take his uh, playing style and just say that it's Piedmont just because, hey, he's in Florida. And a lot of people fail to realize Florida is the South. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, and they just probably get laid at him like this. But I, I and, it, and to my knowledge, it wasn't such a vast variety of recorded uh, Florida blues, man. So I get that just a category that they put him in instead of making a whole other one. Well, it's it's funny you said that. Besides the fact that most of the Florida blues from that time period was considered just field recordings, and it was pretty much bagged into uh, a Tulu ethnic sound and music, black folk music to be exact. You know, you had prison songs, you had spirituals, and you had uh, blues ragtime and things of that nature. Now, the, the reason why I said it's funny you said that, because we spoke again off the air, and you made a distinct difference between why most people are familiar with Mississippi blues Delta Blues, right, in that, that region, it, um, to the comparison of other locations. Do you, do you mind going into that? Well, I don't mind. Um, Delta Blues seem to be more profitable than other types of blues um, for different reasons. 
for, for example, um, if you take Atlanta Blue, they kind of faded off. Uh, they, you know, they stopped recording. One thing led to another. But Atlanta is, is and always has been a modern city. I mean, I always kept up with time. But, mean, if you live here, you need to be able to adapt as well, which means you have to have a little knowledge, you know, more than a man out of the country. If you go out in the Delta, it's more, you know, rural and, you know, it's, it is, you know. It's, yeah. It's, it's, so you don't, you, you know, you farm it. You need to know how to farm. You don't have to worry about too, too much. And see, once you, they found out that it was so profitable to go out there and record these people because you have some artists uh, were getting paid nothing. Mm. They, they were getting paid anything. Um, but, but, you know, they, they were okay with it because they, they felt like, you know, they would probably be something or it was okay for them to get a record. And, you know, they'll probably give them, what, 5 $10 back then and they'll record a whole, <laughs> a whole album. Mm. That, that's the main reason why they and and. And also a lot of folklore is tied with the Delta. Was were brought up in the sixties. Right. But brought it all back to life and, and that's what kept the folklorists always in Mississippi because they always knew with money there. That's why majority of the blues men that you find will be from Mississippi. Mm. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. So to be clear to the for those listening <clears throat> In Atlanta, they had to be more metropolis, right? So they, they were more, as they say, a city slicker. You couldn't pull a fast one over them. That's what that's what we're discussing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly exactly what we discussed. It's a story with uh, Blind Willie that uh, one of the folklorists asked him, did he know any songs about hard times and mistreatment or whatever? You know, that, that's, that's what they were looking for. They were looking for, you know, somebody that out on their love is just, you know, bad times and just wanting to sing about it. And Blind Will said, no, I don't know anything. I don't know any songs about that. <laughs> it's, it's reported that Blind, Blind Will said for the rest of his life that it really bothered him that he asked him that question. I could I can imagine because, and then are we talking about Blind Willie Johnson or McTell? McTell, McTell. Mm, because he, had, he, he was... He was a full-blown musician. This guy could play anything. Maybe we can get to him uh, before the, the end of the show, but let's get to Gabriel Brown, a Florida bluesman that was titled under the Piedmont blues tradition. And we're going to play just to your point, right, to your point that they were looking for specific type of songs. We're going to play I Get Evil When My Love Come Down. I get evil, evil. Well, I get evil, baby, when my love comes down. I look at pretty mama, don't start fooling around. I get awful evil. Now when my love comes down, I get evil, Ooh, evil. 
like an evil baby when my love comes down. When I come home, think I'm doing well. Keep me from being in trouble. You just start to raise in hell now. That makes me evil. Ooh, Lord, so evil. Yes, I get evil, baby, when my love comes down. Told him that you love me, but that was from the start. Now, ever since we've been together, you just keep on breaking my heart now. That makes me evil. Ooh, Lord, so evil. Well, I get evil, baby, when my love comes down. You better wake up, pretty mama, cause you can never tell. Now I may start out swinging, cause I ain't doing so well now. You see I'm evil. Ooh, Lord, so evil. Yes, I get evil, baby, when my love comes down. That was my man, Gabriel. Gabriel Brown. I really like that dude's style and his voice. And again, that didn't sound like what's considered traditional Piedmont, which is uh, uh, alternate. Uh, who? who uh, Elizabeth Elizabeth Cotton. Would that be considered traditional Piedmont? Yeah, she played her good her upside down. But I don't know if it would be considered. <laughs> 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 they they even they named that style cotton picking because uh, she was playing upside down. They sure did. She 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 she's special. So you know what? Before we get into any more music and before we go further with this conversation, based on what the quote unquote historians have documented as what a Piedmont blues player actually is in terms of the finger picking alternate bass. Could you could you give me a couple of names that may fit that description? Yes, um yeah we spoke earlier, Buddy Moss, he oh. finger picking. Um Curly Weaver, um he did a lot of finger picking. And the thing about Buddy Moss and Curly Weaver, they can switch up real good. They could do a whole bunch of that down home blues as we call and see. And, and also uh, Blind Willis, but the king of it, I say, and I'm sure many others would say, well, also Blind Boy Fuller, you can't forget him, And um, but the king of it, I would say, would be Blind Blake. Mm. If, if we listen to Blind Blake, you know, he he was one of them that sold fairly well as well. Um, he he made his good talk sound like a piano. I never heard anybody else I listened to record ever. This man... When I first heard it, I really thought it was a piano. 
he alternated his bass so well. Like I had never heard it be, you know, done like him. Wow, that's interesting. We have we have a couple of blonde Blakes coming up, but now, correct. See, I always thought, just on a side note, that one of the bluesmen that gets the biggest shine and and the most marketable story, which would be Robert Johnson. He kind of made his his guitar sound like. A piano because wasn't he taught by a piano player in in that region or was it further up? You know, um, there's a I don't know how much myth it is, but it was a man by the name of Ike Zimmerman. You can actually find him on uh, not on Facebook, but on the internet pictures of um, him being young and old. The man was from Alabama, and Ike Zimmerman children remember Robert coming over and all that good stuff. But that's who supposedly taught him a lot of things along with what he learned in Mississippi. And he was, say that again, he was in Mississippi? No, no, I said, um, uh, majority of the stuff that they say that he learned, the basic, you no, know, they, they say he went away. They say he went away to Alabama to learn Zimmerman. He stayed with ice. But the rest of the stuff that he learned, what he learned, you know, from uh, the many blues man and, uh, Okay, because so could Ike Zimmerman be the could Ike Zimmerman be the piano player that that was 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 thought or taught, said to be his teacher when he went away for the eight months? Well, uh, I, from my knowledge, Ike Zimmerman didn't play piano; he played guitar. So I don't know who he learned. You know, a lot of that stuff get foggy because a lot of people just like to add on to stuff. Right. I really don't know. You know, what, what, you know, some subject makes a good story. <laughs> so now let me let's get back to now. Before, as we speak about Blind Blake, was it Blind Blake or Blind Lemon that was arrested with Lead Belly? Blind Lemon. Mm, okay, I remember that story. I thought that was quite humorous, and Blind Lemon left. But <laughs> oh, just for y'all who has just tuned in this is talking about the blues on wfdu hd2 i'm sitting here having a great conversation with blues phenomenon john tavius willis you need to go to his youtube page as well as his facebook page and see what this young man is doing and bringing to the blues because the people we're playing now this is him in modern day matter of fact I meant to tell you while we were sitting here listening to Buddy Moss, I was like, this 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 dude sounds like John Tavius. <laughs> oh, well, this this is wonderful compliment there. <laughs> yeah, I don't but the the only question is, is it for you who's the compliment for? For him or for you? Because y'all sound a lot alike and not in a bad way. I mean in it's it's really, really rich and it's authentic. And it's even more authentic you coming from that region you know what i'm saying right like for me i can't after having this conversation with you i can never say i play the delta blues again i, I have to say i play new york blues i play east coast blues well 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 you get you can play delta blues but i mean that's that gonna make you a delta blues musician you're not from the delta <laughs> no you know what i'm saying my lineage is but i i'm here this is where I, I i laid this is where i sprouted and this is where i laid my seed so this is new york blues now let's let's go back to blind blake a little bit i'm gonna play a couple of songs matter of fact i'm going to tell you the songs 
that I play that I'm going to play from Blind Blake, and we're going to do a back to back, and and let's could could you give me a little rundown of the style of the song? I'm sure you're familiar with them. I'm gonna play No Doe Blues and Blake Worried Blues. Would that be considered technically the style of Piedmont, or would, is that just regional? Well, everything Blake plays is gonna be Piedmont. I, mean, I don't think you'll find any any uh, recording of him that's not Piedmont. Piedmont, because one thing I don't think he ever was out of standard. I think he was always in standard tune. Mm. Most of his songs were in the key of C, especially ragtime stuff. Um, Papa Charlie Jackson, another good ragtime player, said you know he admired Blake and his and thumb work. Yeah, thumb work is awesome, you know. Yeah, I dig it. it. You know, I really wanted to bring Papa into the conversation, but I could not find a clear song by him. The, the only, the, most of the clear ones were uh, covers by other people. But let, let's go into these two Blind Blake joints. We're going to go into No Dough Blues first, then Blake Worry Blues. What you think about that, my brother? That sound good to me. It's a hard, hard time when a good man can't get no dough. It's a hard, hard time when a good man can't get no dough. All I do for my baby Don't satisfy her no more I ain't got no job Now you gon' put me down I ain't got no job Now you gon' put me down Quit me, baby, for hard work in town. Life is so hard now, maybe things will change someday. Life is so hard now, maybe things will change someday. Get a job, maybe you change your way. Don't quit me, baby, cause I can't find no way to do. Don't quit me, baby, cause I can't find no way to do. All the dirt you've done to me is coming back home to you. I used to be a joker, now I'm going to make a change. I used to be a joker, now I'm going to make a change. 
some blues right there boy <laughs> he, he, this guy he's serious now I had a question but before we get to my question one of our blues brothers and 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 a, a huge supporter of, of the talking about the blues and Jack Dapper blues movement who listens every week and plays the heck out of the guitar Brock Lightning, he has a question for you, Brother John Tavius. All right, how's it going, Brock? I know, Brock. <laughs> That's right. This is a tight knit community, y'all. Y'all, you better pay attention. Y'all gonna learn them blues this evening. 
Right, well, th- his question is, and I think it's a good question, based on the region, is that why most of the songs sound similar? There's not a big variation. So he would like to know, is it, is it, does it come across that way because it's regional, because everybody's in this region, that's the sound, kind of like Bentonia Blues. You got Skip James, you got Jimmy Duck Holmes. It, it, does it fall into that category? Uh, I wouldn't say that because, like I say, you got people that run together that the songs don't sound the same. For example, uh, Blind Blake, um, then you take somebody like Tampa Red. Mm. Uh, then you take somebody like Kokomo Arnold. Mm. Um, Peg Big How. No, you can you can pick any song from those guys and it won't sound the same. Uh, mainly because Blind Blake is going to be in perfect pitch tuning. Um, Peg Leg played a whole bunch of things. Um, and, and you go like Buddy Moss or somebody, they, if it was a ragtime piece, then it, the style would normally be around the same because ragtime is most of some of the same chords and, and, and around that region, like I say, ragtime was known as a, an old people music. Even when, when Brian Blake was playing it, mm-hmm. really then known as old people music. And many people didn't play ragtime. That's the reason it died off so quick. It was already old music. Right. See, so you really can't say that's why. Because you have to, I mean, <laughs> some of those people, those songs sound totally different. Yeah, totally different. Right. Well, it's also the the the, the bluesmen. They're, they're bringing their own variations to it. That's true. That's true. And then when you get some people that have picked up a song and that they don't heard and they'll be like, do, do that thing. Like, uh, for example, uh, Blind Boy Fuller took, I ain't going to say take, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, cur- uh, not, uh, yeah, a lot of Buddy Moss stuff. See what Buddy Moss did, and this is a fact. You can go find it. Buddy Moss was one of the biggest uh, East Coast blues men um, between Blake and Fuller. But what happened, he got sentenced and went to jail for a while. When he went to jail, see, he was done recording. He started recording in 33, I believe, and he finished around, well, after he went to jail, before he went to jail, he was about 34, or it might have been earlier than that, but he recorded a lot of sides. And when he went to jail, that one fuller came out. Mm. Took a couple of songs like uh, Boots and Shoes, uh, Sweet Honey Hole, and a couple, and revamped them. And it, but it, it was based off Buddy Moss. What Buddy Moss was doing was playing some down home blues and playing that uh, original, you know, that ragtime. Right, right. Well, you know that's a great segue because we got we got Blind Boy Fuller coming up next, and not for nothing, another one of our blues brothers is is a big Blind Boy Fuller. Uh, uh, fan. He's inspired by Blind Boy Fuller. He kind of reminds me of him for that matter, Eric Freeman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's, you know what? We're going to play two selections from Blind Boy Fuller. We're going to play Walking and Looking Blues. And hmm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to let you decide this one. Which one? Boots and Shoes or Homesick Blues? Well, let's do Boots and Shoes, because Boots and Shoes is, Buddy Mo- is a, a variation of Buddy Moss song, Hey, Lord and Moss. So let's start with that one, because that, that, that's a perfect segue to what we just discussed. We're going into Blind Boy Fully, y'all. Y'all going to learn them blues this evening. 
woman Don't think she can't be found I say, hey, hey Don't think she can't be found Why, boy? I'm gonna walk this hard, hard road till my Mustache drag the ground That, I mean, I'm a big blonde boy full of fan. I, I, I'm a little speechless right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I like his voice. And again, see, I'm really happy we had this conversation because for the most part, there's so many people that I, I speak to, they, they just call that Delta blues. Some people call it country blues, but it's, it's, it's a specific regional style almost, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So if we want to be safe, we just call it East Coast Blues. I like that. I like that. And I like it even more because I fall into that category. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my brother, it's been great talking about the blues with you. We got to get you on the show again. And I'm not sure if we're going to do an, another region or there was something else you and I was talking about off the air that I thought was very interesting, but I'm not going to bring that up just yet. I'll talk to you about it off the air, but we got to get you back on here. We got to get you here to the studio so we can get you doing what you do live, man. That will be fun. That'll be very fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We Listen to me. I'm telling you all right now, go Check this brother out because he's not joking about the blues. We we can laugh and joke about other stuff, but when you pick up that guitar or or that that cigar box, I saw that too. <laughs> <laughs> and re remember, check out um, the archives on WFDU website. You can go to HD Two Archives. You can also go to YouTube. Right, follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to the to the channel. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Now, as we close, I think you suggested let's close out with Buddy Moss, Oh Lord and Ma. Why don't you lead us into that tune, please? Well, there was a, a good little tune here. He made it back in 34. And then Bumblebee Slim, also out of Georgia, took it and elevated it even higher than that. And then you had uh, Blind Boy Fuller did... Uh, Sweet Honey Hole, based on that, and Boots and Shoes, based on that. And uh, that's all we got. But we must remember also that these guys did not refer to themselves as a Piedmont player or a Delta Blues player. 
or or text the blues player come back. Then the, the category wasn't even made. Then they were just playing the straight natural blues. I hear that, and I dig that. Actually, now you know we got to save that for another conversation because it wasn't even called blues at that time, now, wasn't it? Nah, they had a whole bunch of names for it back back along when these men were coming up and being, you know, uh, early 1900. Nah, they, it wasn't even it wasn't even that. All right, so we'll say that for another show. I want to thank you yet again for for joining us for the premiere of Talk About the Blues on WFDU HD Two. We're going to take you out of this particular show with Buddy Moss, Oh Lord and Mama. And make sure you stay tuned because immediately following up is Jack Dapper Blues where we playing nothing but the blues. Not much talking, just bluesing.